this house, would you lift your hands? And would you lift your voice to the Lord right now? And would you let Him move on your back? Come on, no spectators right now. Nobody looking around right now. God has come to move on behalf of somebody. it's been this way for 30 years but when God gets to moving and rearranging things in your world everything's got to give way to a move of the spirit over everything in your life that you tried on your own and you just keep making a bigger mess when you get in the presence of God and He begins to move. Go with me if you would to Genesis chapter 1. I believe we have just touched tip of the iceberg of what the Lord is going to do in this house I hope you would allow me to preach and deliver my burden tonight I feel like the Lord is going to do something and when we leave this house tonight we can look back and say it was that service on that Sunday night where God did the impossible in my life Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Look at your neighbor and say this thing started out with a move. Whenever the Spirit of God begins to move, there's no telling what can happen. When the Spirit of God begins to move, something can be created out of nothing. See, some of you have been told all your life that you'll never amount to anything. Some of you have heard it And it's been beat into your mind that you'll never become anything. Can I tell you the next time somebody tells you you're nothing and you're no good? Stop them and say, honey, because that's always real passive aggressive. Honey, I'm a candidate for a miracle. Because if God can create something out of nothing... And if you're telling me I'm nothing, I'll receive that, honey. Because God can take nothing. And when he moves on nothing, something is created. So the next time they try to tell you, you're no good and you'll never amount to nothing, say, you're right. I'm no good on my own. But when I get under a move of the Holy Ghost, when I get in the presence of God, I can be something for God. 
If you've been around this thing for any length of time, you have no doubt heard somebody say, in reference to a service or a conference or a meeting or a moment, my, what a deep, powerful move of God. And I can take you to places. I can take you to Greater Bakersfield in meetings at Acts 2.38. There's places in that auditorium where God moved on my behalf. I can take you to Fresno, downtown convention center, on a cold concrete floor at where God moved at times in my life where I needed him to move. I believe he is moving tonight. I don't believe he's done moving. And I believe he's come to move on behalf of somebody in this house. He loves you so much. He's orchestrated this night just for you. Because he wants to move in your life. And he wants to move at the place where you hurt the most. And he wants to move at the place where you've thrown in the towel and you said it'll never become something. And if the Holy Ghost would help me for the next few moments, I want to preach on this simple thought. It still takes a move. It still takes a move. Would you put your Bibles down, throw your hands in the air, and lift your voice as loud as you can. Ask the Lord to talk to us tonight. Ask the Lord to meet with us. Come on, he's already here, but he's not done moving and he's not done working. Have your way, Lord. Come on, clap your hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. God bless you. You may be seated. God always responds to hunger and faith. And if we could release hunger and faith in this house... There's no telling what else God will do. Because we could literally cut the lights out and go home and say what a move we had. Acts 28 and 24 says it like this. And some believed the things which were spoken. And some believed not. I submit to you tonight that it is possible to be in the very place where God is speaking and moving. And we walk out those doors, get in the car and go home the same way we came. Because of one word that robs so many of us of so many blessings, unbelief. But I do believe I'm in a house tonight where there's faith that has been released. And I believe I'm with some people of God tonight that believe that God still specializes in the impossible. And I believe I'm with some people tonight that believe that God can do anything. God is sitting on the edge of His throne tonight looking for the one with expectation And when he finds that faith, that's where he stands up and says, okay, that's the one I'm going to move on. Because I know what they're dealing with. And I know what they're carrying. But I see they got a size of a mustard seed. It's not much, but it's enough for me to do a miracle. And I submit to you, Pastor Mullins, if it takes the size of a mustard seed, faith. 
for God to move a mountain. We all know that's not very big and that's not very much. Possibly. This is not Bible. I don't have Bible for this, so just give me a little liberty here. Could it be, brother monks, that it could take half of a mustard seed of doubt to shut the heavens up and for God not to move because we have that much doubt. Because of their unbelief. It was because what they were facing and what they were carrying were so big in their mind that they could not muster up the faith, if you will, to believe that God could do it. But can I preach to somebody that feels all hope is gone? God still wants to move on your behalf. I know where I'm at tonight. I know the caliper of man that your pastor is and the leadership here. I know the preachers, the teachers, everything you have that comes on in this place and comes over this pulpit. You are absolutely blessed with the best. But may I remind you of what the preacher said in Ecclesiastes. There is no new thing under the sun. And I don't come tonight to impress you with some newfound revelation. But I've come to echo what you've heard your entire life. That it's still takes a move of the Holy Ghost. A fresh move of the Holy Ghost is literally all we need in our world. It's what got us to where we are. And it's what will take us to that next. I just talked about in faith. A move of God will take us to the next level every time. There's nothing that a move of God. Now, this is a broad brush, but I want you to get whatever you've carried in this house tonight. I want you to get it in the forefront of your mind. There is nothing that a move of God cannot heal. There's nothing, Pastor Mullins, that a move of God cannot fix. There's nothing... That a move of God cannot restore. There's no marriage too far gone. I don't care how long it's been a mess. But there's no marriage too far gone. That one move of the Holy Ghost can't put back together. What got us here. Is what's going to take us to where we're headed. It was a move of God that got ARC to this place. Or could I say, many moves of God. And there's nothing new under the sun. So if we're going to go up and possess the next, we've got to get under another move. Because if a move is what has got us here in the short amount of time you've been here, it's going to take a move to get you to the next. And when you look back, you'll say, oh my God, I remember that night when God moved and everything changed and we stepped over and we crossed over to the other side. It was a move of the Holy Ghost. 
Let me preach to my generation for just a moment. I'm for every new thing that we can try. I'm for being as progressive as we can be. But there's nothing that can replace a move of God. It's never outdated. It's never irrelevant. It's always, without fail, the answer to whatever you're facing. It's always the answer that you need. You can try. And I see it so much. And I, I want to believe they mean well. We can try to create a podcast or TED Talk style church culture. And don't get me wrong, it has its place. We had the men's retreat. I wasn't screaming and yelling, soaking. Brother Nichols wasn't screaming and yelling, soaking wet sweat. It has its place. I'm not knocking that. But that place is not in this pulpit. You hear me? A a TED Talk or a little podcast or a cute little thought and your little ideology will never replace old style, red in the face, sweating, preaching. That brings a move of God. What we need in 2020 is a move of God, not another video and your cute little thought and your cute little face. But we need a move of God. I see elders in this house and no doubt they could take this mic and begin to tell the moments where their backs were against the wall in years gone by. And it wasn't a video feed on Instagram that brought the answer, but it was a move of God when they were at rock bottom and they didn't know where to go that brought them the answer. We can try to infuse culture. We can try to create a community, and I'm for all that. But I stand here with a burning desire tonight and a fresh hunger for a move of the Holy Ghost. A move of the Holy Ghost cannot be mimicked. You can try. Somebody that knows the difference can spot it a mile away and say that's not the real. It can be hyped, but it will be perceived as what it is. There's nothing like a move of the Holy Ghost. And I am not preaching this tonight because I don't think for one second that there's not a move. In no way, shape, or form am I saying that you don't have the Spirit or the glory of God in this house. I would be a fool to insinuate that Ichabod has been written on these walls because the glory has not departed. We've been feeling it all morning and all night, but I've come to echo and I've come to come alongside your man of God and tell you while there's all kinds of new things we can try, we must never forget that it still takes a move of the Holy Ghost to break strongholds, to cause breakthrough, to to, to work through family dysfunction and dynamics. It'll always be a move of the Holy Ghost. I do believe, though, that it is possible, and there's not a one of us exempt from the possibility of getting caught up in the cares of life and to be so busy 
about the Father's business. That we can be like Mary and Joseph. When they left 12-year-old Jesus at the temple. But they didn't realize he wasn't with them. Until they had went. The Bible says a day's journey. Can I ask you tonight. Can I bring it down to where we're living? How many days journey have you gone without him? How many days have you struggled and wrestled in frustration? And can I just be frank, in the flesh? One portion of scripture said, what think ye? You started out in the spirit, I'm paraphrasing. How think ye you can finish in the flesh what you started in the spirit? But see, life can get so overwhelming. Life can get so busy. 2020 can be so chaotic that sometimes we can go more than a day's journey and not even realize we left him somewhere back here. But you can always go back to the place you left him and he'll be there waiting. I believe it was Mozart or Beethoven, one one of the one of the Piano players, the great piano players. And I'm going to butcher this, but just bear with me. He said, if I miss a day of practice, I notice it. If I miss two days of practice, those around me notice it. My family notices it. If I miss three days of practice, when I get up to a concert, the crowd will notice it. Can I submit to you? If I go one day without a touch from him, I notice it. If I go two days without a move, my beautiful wife starts to notice it. And if you cut me off in the freeway, you'll notice it too. Got the one God ministry. If I go three days without a move and without a touch, everybody that I encounter will realize, oh my God, he's not talking right. He don't have a right attitude. He don't have a right perspective. Why? Because I left Jesus back down the road somewhere and I've been trying it on my own. Can I tell somebody that left him back there somewhere, you got to go back tonight at an altar and you got to pick him up where you left him and you got to get him back in your life because you cannot make it without him. He's my everything. It doesn't matter how good I get. I never get good enough to make it without Him. The scripture said it's in Him I live and move and have my being. My existence is because of Him. In Acts 4, they perceived that Peter and John were ignorant and unlearned. You can probably perceive that about me. But they marveled and said, different about those boys don't know what it is we know they're not the sharpest tool in the shed the lights on but nobody's home with these guys but there's something that's making up the difference they're ignorant and unlearned 
But they marveled and perceived that they had been with Jesus. Jesus will always make up the difference in your life. A fresh move of the Holy Ghost will always pick up the slack where you lack on your own ability and on your own talent. And can I just say this to somebody? Don't ever live your life through the lens of your insecurity and your weakness. That's a miserable way to live. But if you can get with Jesus somewhere and let him make up the difference. Zechariah 4, 6 said it like this. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It only takes one touch. It only takes one move. It only takes one encounter with his spirit to make all the difference. We read in Genesis chapter 1 that this thing started out with a move. Now go with me very quickly, if you would, to Exodus chapter 13. Exodus 13 and verse number 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. You understand that both the cloud and fire are repeatedly used in Scripture as symbols and verification of the presence of the Spirit of God. So that means that the Spirit of God moved. The Spirit of God led them. And the Spirit of God gave them light. Exodus 40 and verse 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation. Because the cloud abode thereon. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle. The children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. And I tell you, it still takes a move and it still takes the glory to lead us and guide us on this journey called life. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was on it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel. Here it is again. Throughout all their journeys. This tells us That the cloud of God's glory became the guide. Don't miss this because of its simplicity tonight. But the cloud or the glory or the moving of His presence became the guide for His people. When the glory moved, they packed up and they moved with the glory. This is how important it is to have a move of God and have God's glory in your life Because it was how they received direction for their life. If you're here tonight and you're struggling. And you're floundering seemingly in nowhere land. 
trying to find your way through life, trying to navigate through all of the quirks and the and the nuances of life. Can I preach to you tonight uh, that it takes a move of God for you to be guided by. Don't be guided by your emotions. Don't be led by your feelings. Your feelings are fickle and your feelings will always fail you. But you can put your hope and you can put your confidence in a move of God that know that if I follow when He moves, everything will be alright in my world. 2 Chronicles 5.14 So that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. There was such a deep move. And it's what we're feeling here tonight. That nobody could minister. Nobody could even stand on their feet because it was so thick in that place. Am I preaching to anybody on this Sunday night that you've got all kinds of things going wrong in your world, but somewhere deep in there under all the baggage and the hurt and the mess and the failure, there is a little bit of faith and there's a little bit of hunger that says, God, I know what I got going on, but I just desire you to move in spite of me. I just desire you to move and change everything in my world. the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And can I preach old time Pentecost to somebody tonight? The Holy Ghost is still the answer. And it will always be the answer to everything you face in your world. The Holy Ghost will give you direction for your kids. The Holy Ghost will give you direction for your marriage. The Holy Ghost will put your broken heart back together. The Holy Ghost will bring a prodigal back home. Everything you need in your world comes from the Holy Holy Ghost. Acts 2.16 But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. There's a move. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Can I tell somebody, don't ever give up on the dreams you've got. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how far gone the dream seems. Don't give up on the dream. Just bring your shattered dreams to an altar and get under a move of the Holy Ghost and say, God, I know you gave me this dream. Now I need you to pick it up and put it all back together. He's the restorer broken dreams verse 18 and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit they shall prophesy young man that desires an anointing to reach your world it comes from a move 
of his spirit. Not the beat of a drum. Not your charisma. Not your pedigree. Not your last name. Not your ability. Not your lack of talent. It doesn't come from any of that. It doesn't come from how many followers you got on Instagram. It doesn't come from how many preachers know who you are. And know who you're connected to. The call of God being fulfilled on your life always comes when you surrender and submit to a move of God. Can I submit to you? Pastor Mullins, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know of a case where it's happened like this. I don't feel like and I don't believe that anybody ever answers a call of God to the beat of a shout beat. And I'm for all that. We've got to have it. We've got to have praise breaks. We've got to have moments where we just cut loose and get lost in praise and worship. I don't know of anybody that's answered the call of God to a shout beat and a band going crazy. But I find over and over and over that the call of God is usually answered when somebody's prostrate on the floor under a move of the Holy Ghost so strong that when you get up from that move, you're a different man. You're a different young lady. You're a different person. All together. The call of God, the call of God is almost always answered when a visitation from His Spirit knocks you flat on your face. And when you get up, you're marked. Everybody wants to be used. But be careful that you start complaining when God actually starts using you. Everybody wants their name, their character, their past, all of their trash from their years gone by. We all want it removed and we all want it taken away. Sometimes we don't like the way God marks us. When Jacob got up, he walked different. Seemingly his walk or his limp was his handicap. But I submit to you, I submit to you that his limp was the very thing that caused God to use him in such a way where he realized it's not in my ability, it's not in my talent, it's not by might nor by power, and I got something that I didn't ask for. But God, you gotta take me with my limp, and you gotta. Can I tell somebody you might be limping, but if you're limping, that means you haven't let go, and that means God's still using you. Don't use the limp, but embrace the limp and let God use you. I'm sure Jacob didn't like the fact that he got up and he had a limp. He was different. When you answer, I don't know why I'm on this, but when you answer the call of God, and you get up from an encounter with his presence. And you're different. They will make fun. They will talk. They will hold your past over your head. But when you've submitted and surrendered in a wrestling match with the presence of God. The presence of God will make up the difference in your life.
close your eyes all over this house for just a moment. The Holy Ghost is speaking directly to somebody right now. And you are doing everything in your power to figure out how to create this thing to work. You're doing everything in your power to put all the pieces together on your own. But can I tell you, it takes one move of his presence to do everything that we cannot do on our own. Old anointings, hear me. Old anointings cannot destroy new yokes. It takes a fresh anointing flowing and moving in your life. If you'll get saturated with anointing, there's no telling what God will do with you. Because nothing, hear me, nothing and nobody and no past and no failure and no dysfunction and no tragedy and no train wreck can prevent somebody from becoming everything God's called you to be when you get under a move of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4.31 And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. I find the same thing, Pastor Mullins, that I do in Acts chapter 2. What preceded a move of the Spirit in both cases was a prayer meeting. And I tell you, it matters how you pray. It matters what you say when you pray. It matters your posture when you pray. And it matters the lack of faith or the amount of faith that you have when you pray. Because God responds to faith and God responds to prayer. He said, this kind goeth not but by prayer and fasting. If you're having a hard time getting a breakthrough, I dare you. I challenge you. Go on a fast and see what God will do on your behalf. It doesn't matter. How long and how hard you pray if you're not praying the prayer of faith. If we don't have faith, absolutely nothing will happen. If we don't have faith, brother monks, mixed in with our prayers, all we're speaking is just vain repetitions. But when there's faith in what we're praying, without fail, He will pour out His Spirit on us. And if you've been seeking the Holy Ghost, I believe God wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. If you've been seeking the Holy Ghost, I tell you, I remind you that all it takes is just a little bit of faith where God will see that. And if you believe that God will fill you when you open your mouth and begin to worship Him, He will fill you. If you wonder why you've been having to beg God and God seems silent and your prayers are hitting the ceiling, I challenge you, release just a little bit of faith and pray that prayer again when you got faith mixed with with it, God will respond with a move on your behalf. The answer is by fire. And it still is His good pleasure to move on your behalf. 
The Greek meaning for shaken in Acts 4.31 is to shake up, agitate, stirred up, moved. Their prayer was so powerful that when they prayed, the place was shaken. Or we could say, Brother Bryson, that their prayers literally created a move. Your prayers have the ability to create a move in your life. In fact, my wife is an example of this today. What happened on her behalf this morning was a result of prayer about a situation that looks so hopeless. But when prayer began to shake things up, and when prayer went forth, and when intercession went forth, mixed with faith, God stood on the edge of heaven, and He did something in the Spirit that she couldn't. Can I tell you, when you pray with faith, it sends God to go where you cannot go. And it puts God to work on situations that you cannot work on. Stand with me all over the house. Acts 6, 8, and 10 says, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Skipping down to verse number 10. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. I submit to you, Stephen was so full of faith and power and the Holy Ghost. And he did so many great wonders and miracles. The Bible says they were not able to resist Stephen. This tells me that ARC can get to a place in the Spirit. ARC can get under such a move of the Holy Ghost that the city won't be able to resist what you have. Not, not that they've got to come in here and resist what, what you have in here. That's, that's a no-brainer. But when you're walking through Walmart and you're walking through Target and you're walking on the job and you see something and you act and respond in faith, they'll step back and say, oh my God, something's different about this young lady. What is it? And they start responding to somebody that's ministering, to somebody that's hurting because there's faith and there's a move of the Holy Ghost. Musicians come. This tells me that I ought to be able to lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Pastor Mullins, I ought to be able to call those things that are not. As though they are. How are we going to turn this city upside down? How are we going to reach this community? How are we going to move from here to the next? Can I tell you how? It still takes a move of the Holy Ghost. And when we get under a move of the Holy Ghost, God goes to work on my behalf. 1 Corinthians 2 verse number 4 in my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. 
What we need when we walk in those back doors is demonstration of the Spirit and of power. You say, why is that so important? Because there are needs in this house tonight. There are dysfunctions and situations in this house tonight that good, faithful people have tried everything you know to try. You've done everything you know to do within your power. And still seemingly you're left holding a bag of broken pieces and shattered dreams and a life that you didn't ask for it to turn out this way. But can I remind you, don't ever underestimate what can happen in one service. There are family situations in this house that if God doesn't step on the scene in the next 30 days, there's going to be people that throw in the towel. And you don't need me to come in here Download some cute little sermon with a bunch of poems and a nice ending and present it to you on a bar stool in some ripped jeans. But what you need is a move of the Holy Ghost on your behalf. And can I tell you, whatever you need has walked into this house tonight. And I don't have anything new for you, ma'am. I don't have anything new for you, sir. But if you'll get in the presence of God and you'll let God begin to move on your behalf, it'll change It'll turn. It'll rearrange. If we could connect tonight, a move of the Spirit to everything we're already doing, everything we're already trying, if we could marry that with a move of the Holy Ghost, I believe that there will be notable miracles take place in this house tonight. We often say it that the wheels of faith is work. But it's possible to do all the work we can possibly do without a fresh touch of the Spirit and absolutely nothing be accomplished. Maybe you're weary tonight in well-doing. You're doing everything you know to do. But you've gone a couple days' journey, Brother Nichols, and you've left Jesus somewhere behind. You're still faithful. You're still doing everything you know to do, but there's just something missing. Can I tell you what it is? You need to go back to where you left him. And you need to get a fresh touch again. There's no stronghold that a move cannot destroy. There's no anxiety that a move cannot devour. There's no disease that's too far gone that a move 
cannot heal. There's no bitterness too deep that a move of His Spirit cannot take out of you. Can I tell you, the blank stares of depression and oppression would have to go if you could get under a move of His Spirit again. And they would have to give way to fresh hope and fresh vision with one encounter of His Spirit. Pastor Mullins, there's no vision that you have for ARC that's too big that one move cannot bring to pass. There's no revival too big that a move of God cannot make possible. Can I bring it home to where you're living? There's no backslidden son or daughter that's too far gone that a move of God cannot bring them home and bring them through the door again. There's no word from God that has sat dormant too long that a move cannot revive. I apologize for the simplicity of this tonight. But the reality of what I'm trying to preach into your spirit is it does not matter what you're up against. It does not matter what you're carrying in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. There's nothing that a move of God cannot break and destroy and fix. Young person, your breakthrough is on the other side of a move of God. And as they begin to sing, I'm opening these altars. And if you've got faith to believe that your situation is not too far gone for God to move, I want you to come to this front and I want you to respond in faith right now. Say, God, I know I've tried it all on my own, but I'm giving it to you. And I'm believing that a move of the Holy Ghost can turn this thing around once and for all. Come on, I want you to come in faith, believing that God will move on your behalf. But you've got to take it out of your hands and you've got to give it to Him. And you got to let him do it. Come on, lift your voice. I need to hear apostolics praying right now. I need to hear faith coming out by the volume of your voice, by the desperation in your voice. If you really need God to move, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost until you create a move in your life. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. Come and do what you do. Come on, it still takes a move. Get too smart that we don't need a move. We don't ever 
get too rich. We don't need a move. We don't ever get too talented. We don't need a move. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, would you begin to move right now?